Hi guys, it's Vicky. This is Zone 7. Today I'm here with Steam Stallone, who's an actor, um, who I have seen, I think I've seen a few of your projects actually. Probably, probably. Yeah, um, I'm really excited to get into that um, because I think you've got such an interesting roster of yeah. things that you've done. And just to understand kind of, you know, what's the most exciting ones that you've had going on? Yeah, I mean, oh God, that's a very, very big question. It depends on what 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 aspect of like what I do because I'm yeah. I'm an actor first and foremost but I also um do some producing and I also um do some commercial modeling I work across commercials as well and a number of campaigns I feel like the filming projects um my acting projects the ones the most interesting ones I feel like aren't out yet yeah um I filmed quite a lot this year so far um up until the SAG strikes we'll talk about it later on yeah um but uh, yeah, I filmed quite a lot so far, uh, mostly um, Amazon Prime commissions, um, yeah. and they're out in 2024, early 2024, some, some are out 2025. That, yeah. that yeah. sounds really interesting. And yeah. I think um, some of the other guests I had have done more indie work. Yes. And they've spoken about the difference between working on a small budget project and a big budget project. Yes. Are you able to compare those two? Would you tend to stick to more commercial work? Um, I feel like the big projects are always exciting to do just in terms yeah. of like the caliber of people that you meet, um, mm. the crews and you get to understand like how a production so big works. Um, the, the indie projects, I feel like you tend to have more of a say in terms of like the script and with the big, with the bigger projects, you, you're a little bit less inclined to be as vocal, yeah. which I'm like <laughs> rubbing anyone up the wrong way and I know that time is money. So it's, everyone's like very go, go, go. Um, but um, yeah, I think the, the bigger projects are, I do tend to love them, but also the indie projects I, I love for different reasons because I get to have more of an input as an actor and yeah. say how I feel, have more of a voice. Um, and I get to be involved in more, I guess, production aspects as well, maybe a bit, a bit of producing, a bit of rewriting of dialogue, etc. cetera. Um, I love both really. Yeah, you don't have a favourite. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I have a favourite. I mean, if I had an ultimate favourite, probably be theatre. Like I started off in oh. theatre um, years ago, like in 2015. Um, so I did a few like off West End shows, which I really loved. Like I love screen and I love commercials as well. I'm doing commercial work, but I just theatre is one of my favourites. I mean, like, it definitely needs to be paid more, like yeah. paid better. Yeah. Um, because the amount of work that goes into it, like you might come as a, a guest to a show or as a visitor or audience member and not realize how much work goes into it. Yeah. Like as an actor, like you're, you know, doing your rehearsals, your run throughs and you've got your tech tech runs and then you've got your lighting setups and you've got your matinee shows. And, you know, so it's, it's such a massive body of work as an actor yeah. that you have to do. Um, but it's one of my favourite. I think for me, like being able to portray a character from the beginning all the way through to the end yeah, and have different reactions from the audience and, and carry an audience through a story, um, it's just the best feeling ever. It's, it's the only yeah. time you kind of feel like you're in the moment fully, yeah. like an extended duration. You get that as an actor as well for screen, but I think for screen work primarily, it's more of a technical, it can be a bit more technical in terms of, knowing where your markers are and your angles and such and yeah. a lot of stopping and starting whereas with theatre you can just basically embody this character all the way through yeah you don't um, have to click out as, as exactly often. you don't have to click out as often that's actually really interesting to hear a lot of actors uh, do 
branch over the two. Yeah. And I think with theatre acting in particular, it's really interesting because like you were saying, you're working on projects this year that are coming out 2024, yeah. 2025. Yeah. And that reaction, um, even if you've been a small part of a project or a big part of a project is so delayed. Yes. That you have no idea, like, will people react well to this? Yeah. It's going to be in two years. Like, <laughs> yeah. you could grow so much as yeah, an actor totally. in that time. Yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. And even watching it back when it comes out, you might be like, oh, I would do that so differently, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> Whereas with theatre, you get that feedback immediately. Yeah, it's immediate, yeah. Um, whether you hear someone weeping in the back yeah. or a laugh um, or even just off of the people that are on stage yeah. with you. Um, so it's such a different style of acting. Yeah. And you said you preferred theatre, but obviously a big issue for theatre yeah. is the time commitment. Yes. Um, and also at the same time, like... To pay actors well, you then have to make it expensive. Yes. But you want to make it accessible. That's so the, there's a yeah a real issue there where it's like, can theatre companies just decide not to make profit? I and mean, it's just yeah, for the people I mean, type I mean, that's thing. the hard thing, isn't it? Because you don't want to price anyone out. Yeah. But then also, like you said, more to make the productions, because there isn't that sponsorship as such, like you'd have in film. You don't get a huge influx of like capital. Yeah to um put behind the production so i guess that's where the tickets then become so expensive and then certain people can't watch it because it's you know so it's a tricky one but i yeah i feel like you know if, if theater for actors was was you know paid according to how many hours and how much work you put in then it'll definitely be my area of, yeah. of love but um it's yeah, always a balance it's it? always a balance exactly what's going to pay the bills what's going to feed the soul exactly yeah exactly because <laughs> i don't think many people talk about that you know at all from an actor's perspective of how how little you are paid as a theatre actor. Yeah. I mean, you can you can be paid better if you're like, you know, one of the leads of West End, but even then, comparatively to how much you get, you know, at a day, on a day rate as an actor in a film or TV series, primarily so much higher than, you know, as a theatre actor. Yeah. And it's always like, you know, what you love the most is always going to be <laughs> the least. So it's like... Yeah. Um, yeah, frustrating. But I hope that changes. And I think with with COVID, that hasn't really helped the situation either because a lot of theatres did close yeah. during COVID. So that's quite tough. But yeah. And speaking of taboo topics like COVID, mm-hmm. um, as a creative person, how do you pick your projects? Is it obviously it's got to be fairly priced? You're going to yes. be paying in a lot of time. But then, do you base it off of the studios you'll be working with? The you said the caliber of actors. Yeah. What is your main concern when you get? Um, it's a combination I mean to be honest if uh, if I get a script through or I get a piece through for an audition or self-tape I feel like it really has to uh, touch me in some way or or have some sort of meaning I feel like a lot of the time it comes down to primarily the script Mm -hmm. um, and being able to really connect with the script I feel like I might get something through for my agent and they're like right have a read of this what do you think and it's you know the project in itself sounds good, but I might get the scripts and I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. Like, so for me, first and foremost, it's about the writing. Um, that takes precedence over anything else. Um, but you know, having a big studio backing you is pretty good. Like, you know, you can never really turn that down. Um, but yeah, for me, I think it starts with the dialogue first and foremost, and being able to read a script and um, play a character that you can really embody. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone that's multifaceted, someone that's layered, you know, because we're all layered. We all have different dimensions to, yeah. to who we are. Because um, sometimes you can get roles that are very flat and sometimes you can get roles that are very full. And I feel like I tend to drift more t- towards the fuller roles, which kind of give you more of, um, what's the word? 
gives you more validation in terms of an actor you just feel like more yeah. valid and you were talking earlier about how um on-screen acting is much more technical than theater yes. acting could you speak to that because i didn't maybe naively i kind of thought it was almost like theater acting but cameras following yeah. people around and then i started looking at behind the scenes things yeah. and actually things look so much further away when they're closer um how much of that plays into the acting role is being able to ignore basically a camera in your face yeah i mean to be honest with you i because i started off doing theater um i was very used to that world yeah and then it wasn't until i started um auditioning and doing a lot of the self-tapes um, but I realised it's such a different medium. Yeah. Um, with TV and screen, you really have to bring it down. With, yeah. with theatre, you're projecting to, you know, people at the back of the audience, mm -hmm. bigger spaces. Um, so you're able to be a lot bigger with, you know, your movement and who you are and how you are and how you project. Whereas with TV um, and film, you have to be very um, aware of your lens. Yeah. So, for example, they're like, right, we're going to go close up. We're going to do like, you know, or a two shot, for example, um, just in terms of your movement, you lose a lot when, when you move too much. So a lot of it can just be internal or has to be internal for it to work. Um, and I found that to be a real struggle initially when I was moving from theater in into TV. Um, and I actually did a few top up um, sort of workshops um, post my um, uh, drama school, um, education we'll call it yeah. uh post drama school just to adapt yeah better to that world um yeah so that's quite a big thing um and sometimes it can feel overacted if you are you know trying to take who you are as an actor from theater into tv and screen even though it's not you know so you have to tone it down a bit um and then moving on from that that you need to know a lot about your markers so i don't know if yeah. you watch if you watch a show you probably would notice it but um <laughs> obviously cameras are set up in a certain way so that they capture you at certain points and then they might capture capture your your yeah. co-person or the person you're playing it opposite so you have to know where you're standing otherwise yeah. you might block the camera yeah. for example and so it's all these little things make such a difference and you have to be aware of them um yeah so there's a lot of variables in film yeah because with theatre, you just know, do not have your back to the audience. Yeah, exactly. Primarily, <laughs> that's, that's all you need to worry yeah. about, really, in reality. Whereas, yeah, with, with TV, because obviously it's been cut together a certain way. Yeah. The markers will then move because they might say, OK, we're going to switch to this camera or this lens or whatever. And then you're moving around again and knowing when to stop on your mark. Mm -hmm. do you, if you walk past your mark, especially if it's on like a real close up shot, then you'll be out of frame. Yeah. All these things you don't worry about as an actor, if you're, you know, if you're in theatre yeah. um, primarily. So, yeah. And I think people underestimate as well just how much of a team player you have to be yeah. um, when you do on-screen acting because, like you said, if you're blocking your co-star, it doesn't yeah. matter how well you're doing. Yeah, exactly. You, you <laughs> yeah. lose it. Like exactly. the whole, yeah, yeah. And there's so much atmospheres being created because I feel like even with a very powerful stage direction in theatre, yeah. uh, there's only so much you can do live with people. I yeah. mean, I watched Life of Pi recently on stage and that was incredible. Yeah. But there is a real feeling of this. This isn't real, but the emotion yeah. I'm experiencing is real. But yeah. what's on stage, you know, that's not a real... A lion, for example. Um, whereas, yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, otherwise, yeah. I'm selling my ticket. Yeah. Um, but on screen, there's so much atmosphere happening around yeah. the actors, and so you've got to let that shine through. And if you're, I heard a term recently. I really liked camera hogging. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, that happens. That happens. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Um, so that's really interesting. You've mentioned a few times self tapes, yes. and I think 
we don't really talk about them, but they're a big part of how yeah, it's you huge get now. Yeah, it's big now. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't self-tape well, it doesn't matter how good an actor you are, you're not mm. going to get a role. How do you get into that mind space where you're self-taping? Do you, you know, learn the lines off by heart and then... Oh, God, the self-tape. There's so much around <laughs> the self-tape. I mean, it's a real difficult one because I feel like with... Yeah, with the self-tape, I... There's different... It depends. Right. My answer is it depends. If you, because sometimes you might get a self-tape request from your agent and it's, they send it through and they want it the next day, mm-hmm. like the next day in the morning or two days later and you've got like three pages worth of dialogue to learn. Yeah. In those situations, it's very different. So I will, um, if, if they want it off book, so off book basically means where you can't have a script in front of you, you just have to like know the script. Then I've got a whole process. What I yeah. tend to do is have the script. I'll read it through three or four times. I won't add any emotion to it. I'll just read it back to back. Um, and then I tend to record myself saying the lines, like all of the lines, even the other yeah. character's lines. And then I'll just listen to it over and over again, um, just to get the rhythm of it and just to, to, to understand, engage, like what the environment is, why am I saying it? Who else is like responding to me? Yeah. Um, and then after that, I will start breaking it down line by line. And then I will start to then fit in the character um, and then the emotion um, behind that. So I've got a whole process. I think once I've done that, then it helps to forge a real connection and meaning to what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's just, otherwise it's just lines. If it's a smaller um, segment or if it's a smaller piece of dialogue, then it's self-types are pretty easy. I tend to just have a friend who um, I call. And what I've done now is because it's so hard, obviously, with everyone being really busy and not being at home always is I've set up an eyeline. Mm-hmm. It's a little secret actually for you guys at home, <laughs> especially if you can't have someone that's like with you all the time or you haven't got someone who um, who lives near you that you can get to self-tape in person. But I normally set up an eyeline that looks like I'm talking to someone and I'll have them on a, a speaker on a phone or other device. Um, and then I'll have them read through the lines that way. And I'll just talk as if I'm talking to someone via the eyeline. Yeah. But self-tapes are hard. Self-tapes are hard because I, when you go into a room, I prefer going into a room. Yeah. It's not for everyone, but I like meeting people and just like, so they can get a feel for who you are. Yeah. And just doing it and getting it over and done with. Mm-hmm. Because with self-tapes, you can just do so many tapes and, and record it and go, oh, that sounds great. Oh, I like that line from that clip. I don't like the line from that clip. Yeah. And it's so hard to decide on, because you don't ultimately know what the director yeah. wants. You might record it the first time and think it's terrible and, and mess up and the director might like it because it's, it's authentic. Do you know what yeah, I mean? You yeah. just don't know what someone's looking for. Um, so I used to find self-tapes quite tricky, but what I've learned to do is just do free. I'll, do, I'll prep I'll prep character, I'll prep the dialogue, I'll review it all and I'll just do free self-tapes and I'll just decide between the three which yeah. ones I like. And sometimes if the character, if I, got, if I have a different version for the character, for example, I might deliver it one way and go, oh, actually... The character model feel this way maybe they might be a bit more upset or emotional yeah. then i'll do two versions and then have the first version and the second version which is different yeah um on the same self-tape um oh interesting but, would you send both in yeah then i'll send both in or or if i if i'm not sure because sometimes they do request alternative versions but if i'm not sure about them one in two versions i'll just message my agent and say look i've got this self-tape but i think it might require a different version. Would they be happy yeah. with? And then most of the time, like eighty percent, they'll, they'll say yes. I make both versions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, self tapes are not. But they're helpful too. Yeah. So you don't have to travel to like Manchester or Leeds or up north. <laughs> yeah. to, you know, because auditioning can be quite tough, especially if it's the first stage and you're having to travel miles and miles to do one version of a uh, of a of a you know 
of a script and you might not even get the part that's yeah. soul destroying like, <laughs> i've done that before and you're just like i'll oh, travel all the way and i haven't even booked it it's yeah. traumatizing and you were talking earlier about having your friend on the phone who yeah. can help you are they also an actor or are they just a really good friend <laughs> i've got a really good friend i mean i've tied most of them out to this because i get so many and i'm like i have a i have a pool of of people that i work with mm-hmm. um and i go to my core primarily actors because i feel like um, if you can get hold of an actor when you do self-tape, it makes such a difference. Really? Only because the the feedback you get from the other person delivering the lines really makes a difference to how you deliver your lines because yeah. you can work off them. So if you have an actor who understands character or um, uh, delivery, then you can work off that. You might have someone read lines in for you and they're just so deadpan and really hard to pull out anything <laughs> from that, you know? Um, so, but I, yeah, I, I have a pool of friends who, um, actors who I've worked with previously, and we're actually on a WhatsApp group, actually really handy. Um, and we tend to, if we've got an audition coming up, just shoot a message in the group and say, I've got this audition, is anyone free? Need a female, this age group, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we use that, which is quite useful for us. Um, but if I can't, then I usually have my friend, um, Pan actually, he's watching it. Thank you. Uh, who usually um, self tapes for me? Um, uh, and then worst case scenario, if no one's free at all, then I'll just have a family member do it. Yeah. Which is, you know, I do appreciate them. I appreciate. I love my family, but it's just, yeah, having an, a, an a, another actor really helps. Yeah, because I feel like there's an understanding between actors of if I make a certain creative choice, it's not for me. It's for the part that I'm playing. Yes. Whereas if you have, like, I don't know, your mum or your partner yeah. or your friend who's not an actor stood yeah. there, they, they think it's you saying lines. Yeah. It's like, I've embodied a character. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and this, yeah. is, this is what they're doing. It's not yeah. what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And so it can almost be kind of relaxing yes. being there with There's someone There's less judgment. Yeah, judgment. that's it, judgment, It's less right? personal because then they think, oh, I wonder if they said it about me. Is it? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's a character. It's like my role. It's who I play. Yeah. So it's definitely lost less judgment. And, um, yeah, and sometimes you might get into a bit of a mode as an actor you don't realize it but if you work with other actors they might say you know you've delivered this line it's really nice but what's the reason for that yeah like other actors or creatives or uh, people in that field tend to notice more with certain lines and certain delivery as to why because i might just be in the mode of saying it because i feel like in my head it works a certain way but they're not really tapping into why i'm saying would the character say that like what does the other person feel you know so that also helps having someone to challenge what you're delivering yeah, that makes sense. And in that line as well, um, how much of yourself do you give into a character? Is it just a case of how much you can relate to them, or do you tend to just almost walk into it as a blank slate, and you just whatever the writer, director, producer give you, you yeah. work with, or is it this is how I've interpreted it? I'm not suggesting you would do method or anything <laughs> like that. That's a really good question. It's a really good question. I, ah, it really depends. To be honest, I I've had pieces where, okay. To start off with, the majority of the time it's something that that I feel like I have to connect with. So I always put myself into all the roles because I yeah. feel like I have to be able to relate to them to some extent yeah. for it to feel authentic to start off with. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I might have a role where I'm like, oh, actually, it feels like I should deliver it this way, but it feels it feels in my body that I should deliver it a different way. And yeah. sometimes I do that, like yeah. just because it's like worth the risk. Like I try to follow my gut instinct yeah. as much as I can. But sometimes it's scary because you think, oh, maybe it's too much or, you know, it's not enough or whatever. Um, So it's just about trusting yourself, I guess. And at the end of the day, I think acting is slightly different, but 
the, the most that we can do is bring ourselves to a role. And so as much as we're adopting someone else, we're bringing yeah. our skill set, our experience. And you're talking about sometimes it can be difficult. You know, you've gone all the way to Manchester yeah. for an audition. <laughs> Nowadays, tickets seem like they're about 700 yeah, quid. Yeah, we say, oh, it's wild, it's wild, yeah. Um, or you've spent, you know, four hours driving. Yeah. And it's not personal. Often people no. don't hire you, not because you're not talented enough. Oh, but... so many variables. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and you can't control those. How do you, for example, walk away from a part that you really thought you could do justice oh, it's to? So hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. I, I've got a lot better at it. Um, yeah. When I first started out, I used to literally ask the worst person. So I used to audition and I didn't get anything back. I'd be like questioning and like trying to Google search and find out who booked it and <laughs> go and, you know, all these things that I've got no creative control over um but now I tend to just if it you know be it walk into a room if it's an in-person audition or if it's a self-tape I tend to just park it once I've done it I've done it mm-hmm. um and I'll try and do anything else to forget it so I'll I, I'm into fitness quite a lot so I'll go to the gym to try yeah. and like release that energy or I'd go for a swim or um just basically anything to take my mind off it because I realize I've got no control over it once yeah. I've long as I know that I've prepped as much as I physically can and I've put into it what I can i've worked i've worked all the variables from my end that i can to the max yeah that's all i can do yeah but it is hard i think as an actor it's just understanding um that the casting team and production want you to get the role yeah and i never knew that before i was always like oh god it's us against them like <laughs> you know it's this whole battle but it's not it's not especially when i've having been part of the casting process like because i shot a short film in during lockdown and I worked as a producer and I worked across casting. So I was on the other side of the camera. So I understood like, you know, how it felt being the casting person. Yeah. And what I realized actually is, you know, it's not, it's, it's nothing to do with the actor. A lot of the time they're amazing. And we had some really amazing actors come in who did audition um, with their self tapes. Yeah. But um, it can be anything from the other person being too tall for the, for the co-person or, yeah. you know, two actors might work quite well independently, but then don't fit together collectively. Yeah. They might not even fit that world. Yeah. They might not just fit the world that you're creating and it's got nothing to do with the actor. Yeah. But it's just, it's just they just don't fit what you want to try and make, you know, yeah. or build. So, yeah, there's just so many variables you haven't got control over. So now I just... Once I've done it, I just park it and move on. And you mentioned something quite interesting about sometimes it's just two actors. Yeah. Don't, they don't have the chemistry. And yeah. that's why we see so many, especially with big movies, um, one director will work with two leads over and over and over, yeah. like Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. Have you ever had a situation where you think you're perfect for a role, yeah. you cast, and then you get on screen and it's not even that you don't like the actor yeah. or you don't have anything in common. It's just your acting styles are different or you're acting different. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... I've had situations like that and I feel like um, all you can do in those situations is try and be as professional as possible and just yeah. work with it. And you know it's not forever as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they're, they're the worst situations. And it's it's hard because you just don't know what the other person's thinking either, especially if you've never worked with them before. Yeah. Um, and I tend to find with the smaller projects like the indies, primarily you don't have that downtime to, um, to actually get to know each other before you start shooting mm-hmm. yeah um which is one of the the pluses one of the bonuses when you have a bigger production or a bigger bigger um um i guess team behind you or you're working on a bigger project with a bigger budget because what you tend to find is you'll have chemistry reads prior to even being booked and that's what happened <laughs> to me i had a chemistry read for this about a year and a half ago actually for this u.s series i don't even know if it's gone it was a pilot at the time i don't yeah. know if it's gone to commission yet but um i didn't get it but i had a chemistry read with one of the um 
other people who I've meant to, one of the other actors who I was going to be co-leading, co-shooting uh, the film with, yeah. shooting the series with. And um, we had back-to-back chemistry before even getting booked. I got down to the last two. Yeah. And they went to the other person, which I'm over now. I'm fine with it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not over it. Uh, it's very emotional. Um, but, um, but it was great. Just that process was, for me, just amazing. Just being a part of that and having... Um, the cast and team invest so much in into yeah. you and like send you references and getting a chance to actually speak to the person who you, you'll be playing opposite as one of the leads was amazing. Prior to um, becoming an actor, mm-hmm. I used to work um, in production anyway. So I worked for like some quite big companies like MTV, worked across um, a lot of the live shows, Europe Music Awards. Um, and then I've also done a lot of like music festivals as well, yeah. as like a host and stuff like that. So I've met some of the big guys, to yeah. be honest, it's kind of helped. Like I, I ended up like having a really nice chat to like Snoop Dogg and um, Diplo and, wow. um, and people like that. So it's kind of, that's helped a lot, especially like moving into the acting. Cause like I've now realized that people are just people like, yes, yeah. and it sounds really like, um, what's the word? Not, not, not arrogant, but ultimately people are just people. I yeah. feel like the only person that I probably would like Probably someone like Mariah Carey or someone who's like actually known <laughs> since I was like yeah. a kid. I think like those kind of like global iconic people, um, I'd probably be like, oh wow, this is like this person. But I mean, apart from that, I feel like I'm pretty easygoing. And I'm quite a, I'm quite, a, it takes a lot to phase me anyway, yeah. I think. So I probably would be okay, I feel like. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone that I've probably been really phased by. Um, Probably like someone like Michaela Cole. I bumped into her on set um, when I, because I did, I was playing a, a, a double in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Was a stand in actually standing in for someone on that production, and she was on it. So I, I met her. She was really lovely. Um, but because I, I really loved her work as well. But she, but even then, I wasn't really phased by her. But she was nice to meet someone like her, and you know, someone who's done quite a lot yeah. in the industry. But yeah, I yeah don't really. Doesn't really fade to me as such, no. Wow, yeah. you're better than me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, I definitely, I think, um, would not be able to keep my cool, or maybe yeah. I'd pull out of the bag in the moment. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe for someone like like Denzel Washington or Viola Davis or someone like that. Yeah. Um, who I haven't had the opportunity to meet yet. Hopefully, one day <laughs> we'll see. Um, but um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I just haven't had that moment as yet. But. And then in those moments, do you, when you are amongst, uh, against someone that you really admire and you'd like to learn from, do you take that opportunity to, for example, ask them about their work or ask them about their technique? Or is it just kind of like they're just a person at work? They're not a library to me. Yeah, like, what do you it, do? it really depends because like, it depends if someone's in their process or not. Yeah. Like I, I was, um, when I first started out in, in film, I um i played um like a warrior in um tarzan yeah so like alexander skarsgård plays tarzan in the yeah. film and he was on set obviously with us and um but my role was that was there's no dialogue was more like background slash like supporting eyes so i basically um was playing one of the warriors so i had like a shield and a spear and a lot of charging scenes and stuff <laughs> i wasn't wearing any clothes either, which is the worst thing i was actually wearing like a loincloth it was like a whole situation um but anyway, he was on set and like, I, I really love him as an actor. I watched True Blood and a lot of the like shows and films he's been yeah. in. And I really wanted to talk to him and I didn't, but I feel like it was a very different situation because he was very much in character and I could see yeah. that. So he would only come out of his trailer primarily for his scenes and he would go back. And even when he, he was on set, he was never 
him. He was always like in character. And yeah. I feel like I never, I'm quite aware of that, especially being an actor myself and what it takes to get to that place. Yeah. So I tend to, if they, they're like that, I tend to just let them be. Yeah. But if they're like, you know, in a quite a jovial space, then I, I would chat to them and say, oh yeah, you know, yeah. what's, what's your creative, you know, or oh, like, I really love that movie you just did like, well done, blah, blah, what's, but yeah, a lot of the time when you're on set, it's hard to have that interaction unless it feels authentic, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think, no, that's really important. Yeah. And also part of what you were saying earlier, they're just people. Yeah. It's also really easy to unnerve someone. I mean, even if Meryl Streep was, <laughs> was in front of me, like in if she's in character, don't go near it. Because if you yeah. ruin that take for her, you've also cost the production company exactly. and the exactly. studio yeah. hundreds yeah. of thousands of pounds. So you yeah. really don't want to be... Um, unprofessional in that sense and I think especially in acting and in theatre yeah. and everything like that you yeah. want to be professional it it matters a lot whether you're booked again yes. um, what your behaviour on the set is yeah I'd love to hear about some of the interesting projects that you're doing currently if you yeah. can talk about them oh, which no, 100%, I know. no I can I so I just actually shot um a film in LA in October so um obviously there's been all the the strikes the sank sag Afra strikes in the US, which um, we spoke about obviously before um, we started rolling with this. Um, but that was a non-SAG project. So I was able to work on that. And that was a short film, um, which is meant to be doing the theatre, meant to be doing the uh, film festival circuit uh, next year. Um, that was quite exciting. So that was called Lysandra. It's currently in post-production. Um, and that was exciting. That was my first like kind of US project. I signed with a US um, management team in January. Yeah. Um, so it's it's my first kind of project out there. So that was quite cool. Um, uh, I can't really say much about it. I know what I can say about it is it's, it's an AI. It's based on AI technology. So it's about this guy. So I play a character called Jonah and he um, meets um, this girl on the beach. Um, it was shot actually in Malibu. Oh, but he meets this, yeah, it was, it was really nice. It's like very idyllic. Um, but yeah, he meets this girl on the beach um, and he falls in love with her. But in the end, finds out that he's, she's not actually real. She's an AI. Wow. So it's kind of like tapping into that, really. Um, but I love the story. I really love the character um, and the meaning behind it. Sounds exciting. Um, sounds quite an interesting project. Uh, that's all I can talk about so far with that. No, that's good. Um, keep us excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely like, yeah, I'll keep you in the loop. Um and um and then prior to that I've got I've done quite a few films um this year. So I worked on a movie with um this production company called Champ Dog. Yeah. Um and they're really great. Um the director's lady called uh, Louisa Warren. She's lovely. Hi Louisa, if you're watching it. <laughs> um but um I was brought in on that um uh, a film working with her. And since doing that production, she's brought me back for some more. Yeah. Um, uh, but like I mentioned earlier, I've just shot a um, film called uh, Jack and Jill, which is basically a take on the um, ch children's like um, that fairy tale. Yeah. But it's a horror take on that. And that was really fun. Um, really enjoyed playing that. I, I was playing a bit of a douchebag in that, back with Tim. <laughs> Uh, who's not what I'm like at all. I'm not that character, but it's very different to who I am. And I really liked it. It's very like against character type, but really enjoyed playing that. Um, and that's basically about a group of people who go go and try and investigate. It's a movie within a movie. So it's, yeah. it's shot as a reality show. So it's a group of contestants who go to this area, this land in um, Devon. 
uh, sorry, Cornwall, um, and they investigate this place where there's m- multiple murders have been taking place, and then they end up getting killed off one by one oh, nice. during filming that show. Um, but that was really good fun, really great cast, uh, really good crew. Um, so that's going to be on Amazon Prime, I believe, in 2024. Um, so that'll be exciting. And I shot a comedy after that called Just Say Yes, and that's a Valentine's Day, Valentine's-esque um, comedy. Um, and in that, uh, I play a character called Robert, and he's one of the best friends of the lead. And the best friend's trying to propose to um, a girl who's part of our initial group of friends. And we all go away to this uh, really cool, um, I guess, like, mansion, I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, to hang out one last time before um, we become, like, I guess, fully grown ups, yeah. basically. Um, but there's a lot of infidelity amongst the group. Oh, well, that's um, always interesting. <laughs> yeah, so it gets a bit complicated while. Um, yeah, while this guy's trying to propose. Um, so that was good fun as well. Um, and that was through ITN Studios. Um, yeah, so it's been a couple of productions. Um, and a real range as well, like a comedy. Yeah, and- yeah, which is good because I've done quite a few um, horrors um, uh, this year, actually, which I love. I love horror. And, like, I, I grew up watching horror since, like, being killed off for me is, like, a dream. <laughs> and, like, um, I, yeah, because I grew up watching, obviously, Nightmare on Elm Street and Carrie and all these movies um but it's nice to yeah to switch up a bit and play you know to be in a comedy or something that's a bit yeah. lighter how do you deal yeah. with thrillers psychologically i mean i'm going completely off my script here <laughs> Which but is I'm, fine. Just, Go for it. <laughs> I'm just so interested because i can't even stand to watch a thriller without thinking about it for like years after yeah um so how do you how do you get so into it that you can portray your real life character without then damaging yourself yeah after? yeah i do you know what it is i feel like um especially with thrillers because like i've been killed off in the most bizarre way which <laughs> is probably We'll probably see next year at some point or the year following uh, once they come out. Um, I don't know. I feel like for me, it's mostly about adopting a character. And I feel like when I film or I portray a character, I really forget me. And that's what I love about acting. It's like being able to do things that you never do as a, as a, like me as a person, you know, <laughs> um, and being able to portray that in a character and truthfully, honestly. And when you're in that moment, you're not yourself anyway. Yeah. So I tend to, once I've done that or played that role, I'm tend, I tend to be able to drop it quite easily. Yeah. Um, there's only uh, there's only a couple of occasions where I found it really difficult to to drop uh, a role or someone who I've played. So when I've done theatre in the past, yeah. Um, there was a role that I played um, in this play called The Mechanical, I think it was, um, and it was really dark. Like really, the character was really. Um, it was a really deep role and it was actually something that I hadn't auditioned for. I auditioned for another part. Yeah. And the casting director, the casting team and the director actually was like, oh, actually, I know you wanted this role, but we're not going to, we want you to read for this one. Yeah. Um, I wonder what they saw in you. Oh, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but I, I, I enjoy, I'm more of a jovial person. As you yeah. tell. I don't, I enjoy those roles, but this other role that they put me forward for instead was like a really dark role, like really deep. He was going through like a lot of emotional trauma. He was like um, someone who's like really depressed, quite sunken. He had um, just lost his job, found out that his um, partner was pregnant, having a baby, and like his mum was really ill. It was like all these like yeah. traumatic situations. Um, and I never thought I could play a really deep character before. I, was <laughs> like, I enjoyed just having a good time. Yeah. But um, it was great actually. That that director was amazing, and she really encouraged me to go to places where, you know, I wouldn't normally. Yeah. 
And I think for me, it was more of like a safety thing because I've always just been used to playing like these really like kind of like mid-tempo, really cool, like really easy characters. Um, but um, when I did that, I found it really hard to the point where I'd come back home and, and um, my missus would be like, hey, you okay? Like, you seem really sad. Like, you're right. I'm like, I don't find I'm just like, I'm just trying to like get back to where I was. So I found that quite hard. And when I was playing that character, I had to, like I said, I'd have to go for a swim afterwards or do something just to release that energy because yeah. sometimes it can be quite hard releasing that character or, or you know, making that character, um, what's the word, stop and then your normal person yeah. come back when that yeah. when you finish, you know, on a production, when you finish um, with that role. So yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it's been amazing talking to yeah. you and getting such a insight into the work that you do and even the way you prepare for the work yeah, that you no. do. <laughs> um, as soon as your projects come out and anything you've already got live, let me know. I'll share. Yeah, of um, course, of course. And I really look forward to seeing it all. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And yeah, uh, Thanks for being here.